Well, hello. <laughs> it's been a minute, hasn't it? Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. I am back, 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 back. I, huh, you know, we always have um, the greatest intentions, don't we? Where we're like, I can do all the things and do all the things, uh, no problem, but no, uh, that was not the case. So I had, okay, for, first I go, before I go into everything and before I go into and address today's question, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for hanging on, for subscribing, for being a part of Dear Matchmaker. Uh, we have reached over 10,000 downloads, which is incredibly excited, exciting because I know that I try to post here weekly. I really do. But as uh, you know, sometimes other projects get in the way and I haven't, I haven't been able to be here for the last couple of weeks, but I have something so exciting to tell you. So exciting. Uh, but before I do that, I, um, I just want to thank you because dear matchmaker, we have had over 10,000 downloads. Uh, I know that I hear from you. A lot of you are like, yep, I listen to your podcast. I listen to it while I'm driving. I listen to it when I'm cutting the grass. Um, and it just means a lot to me that you're allowing me into your life. Uh, giving me this moment with you in time. And because I know that you could be listening to any other podcast and instead you've decided to spend some time with me. So that means the world to me. And I, um, I'm so grateful. And I, uh, especially over 10,000 downloads, it's just, uh, it's just incredible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you're brand new to the show, welcome home. This is where I kind of like, uh, you get to, uh, so when I think about, when I think about cat and I think about the work that I do with the agency, uh, I feel like podcast cat is a little bit more serious cat. So we kind of just get down to business here. I just basically tell you how it is. There's no sugarcoating it. Uh, and I feel like, uh, Instagram cat is more like funny and quirky. I get to do my little skits and then in-person cat is we get a little bit more warm and fuzzy. So if you are here locally and you've been listening to this podcast and you're fed up and you're ready to make, ready to make a change, I am accepting new clients and I would love to have you in my office or I would love to be on a zoom call with you. I love, I've, I've realized how much I truly love working with clients one-on-one. -on -one. I used to do group coaching and I think group coaching is great, but I really love to have these intimate moments with you. And so, uh, there are some openings that are available. So you want to make sure and go to theheartagency.com and schedule your 40 minute call with me or your 40 minute in person to where we can talk about what's going on. Um, and so if you are brand new, that's a part of what I do is I do matchmaking and I do dating coaching and there's events and there's a workshop. By the way, workshop is next week. And I talk about online dating on October 19th at uh, seven o'clock central standard time. I want you, we talk about online dating and how you're doing it all wrong. We, me, moi, and it's only $49. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. And I really want you to consider coming because you are online dating wrong. 100% guaranteed. You think you have it figured out. You don't. You really don't. In fact, some of the information that I cover on this workshop, you're not going to believe it. 
It's going to make you look at online dating completely differently. Am I anti-online dating? No, of course not. I help my clients with that, but I help them online date smarter. I help them online date to help them find the person and to stop getting in their own way. And so I cover all of this and so much more. So if you are interested, it's $49. You will have access to the recording. I'll put the link down below at seven, seven o'clock central standard time next Wednesday, next Wednesday. Uh, I keep having to look at the date, uh, October 19th. So I hope you come and join me. Uh, and, but here at Dear Matchmaker, this is something that I offer you. This is completely for free. We get to hang out here. I get to bring amazing guests. I get to talk to you one-on-one, mano y mano. We talk about, we answer your questions here on Dear Matchmaker uh, because I answer the uncomfortable questions. And that's okay because I feel like that they have to be addressed just like today's question. And, and every question that have been, that has been brought to me is a real question. It's, it's a question that's been asked me in real life. Uh, and I never, I never reveal who it, who it is. Um, and sometimes they know who they are and they contact me and they're like, Hey, that was about me. I'm like, yes, it was. (laughs) Right. So, and these answers are no other answers. I mean, they're, uh, the answers that I'm giving to you are the answers that I also give to give them in real life. So if you want to submit your question, if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, if you're interested in matchmaking and the workshop, all the things you want to go to theheartagency.com and check it out. Okay. Check, check, check it out. Um, okay. So I've been gone for a while because Game for Love was this past weekend. Applause. Yay. Uh, Bigger and better. And this was Game for Love 2.0. This was the second time I've done it. And we had 14 contestants. And out of those 14 contestants, I had a potential of matching. So a couple of these contestants had uh, matches from the audience. So three of those contestants were able to be matched from the audience. Two of them did not work and one did. I pre-screened those uh, contestants during intermission and I hand selected and two of them didn't work, but one did. Hooray. However, after all of the interviewing that I did for Game for Love, uh, all the contestants, I actually matched them on stage and all four of them were a match. Yes, they were. So it was a huge success. Uh, we had an amazing time and not only that, but guess what? Um, Brian and I are engaged. Applause. All the applause on this episode. Um, Brian and I are engaged, you guys. So it's, we've been together for eight years and, uh, I asked him, so I asked Instagram if you guys were interested in having him here on the podcast, I'm going to bring him on. And maybe this is even more of a reason because every time I'm like, are you interested in coming on the podcast? So now more than ever, now that he's my fiance and it's funny cause I keep teasing him. I'm like, uh, okay, fiance. He goes, are you saying Beyonce? <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, Beyonce too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm saying, uh, fiance. So Brian and I are engaged. He, uh, you guys, he prepared this. Uh, so the game for love, we have a projector because we showcase the interviews that these contestants 
um, did for, to interview for game for love. And he put together this little mini movie and, um, I'm going to share it with you. Uh, it's, it's over on YouTube. I'll make sure and put that also in the show notes. Cause I put that up on YouTube, but he created this little movie and in the movie, um, he created during the pandemic, he created what he calls, um, a grand love story, which is the name of a hotel, a hotel. And it's grandlovestory.com actually. And each, he has captured all of these moments together for the last eight years, uh, with pictures and each of these like days, um, that we have spent together, he has put these pictures into rooms. And so like, there's so many rooms within the hotel and each one of these rooms has these pictures. So he was showing every, she was showing these pictures to everybody that was at game for love, which was almost 300 people. And, um, after it was over, he proposed. So there's that. Um, I'm still in shock. I was completely blindsided. I had no idea. And, um, we've had discussions where when we first got together, uh, marriage really was never, we never really talked about it because we had both been married before. And, um, so here we are. And I'm so excited. So I am engaged to be a missus. So that's super exciting for me. So that's my big announcement. So I'm uh, wanting to share that with you because you're family and you're part of, you're part of my world here at Dear Matchmaker. So uh, just, I just wanted to share that with you. So hooray, hooray. All right. So we're going to move. I have a question uh, that was asked of me and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> I'm going to uh, bring the question and I'm going to answer it because I feel like it's one that I used to actually say to myself when I was single uh, through those uh, treacherous uh, 30s years, uh, those um, eight years and eight plus years of online dating and trying to figure out my stuff as a single mom. Um, it was a question I used to, it was something I used to tell myself all the time. And it was an excuse and it was, uh, kind of a crutch almost in a way of why I wasn't being able to find someone. And so the question is, is that, so it's dear matchmaker, I'm really struggling. Uh, it, it seems like all of the men that I'm interested in are not interested in me and the men that are interested in me are, I'm not interested in. What is wrong with me and why do I feel this way? So that's the, that's the question. And I know that you, there have been TikToks and reels about this where why is it the men that I'm attracted to aren't attracted to me? And why is it the men that are attracted to me and I'm not attracted to him? And the answer is actually a lot easier than you think. So we and I know I've addressed this on other episodes, but the first question I ask is, why is it that you're, why are you attracted to someone who isn't interested in you? That's the first question. Why is it that you're always interested in people that are not interested in you? Why? Because love does not work this way. It is not one-sided. It's reciprocated. So this all goes back to, and this is the answer that I gave, that I gave her. This all goes back to attachment theory. 
And if you haven't learned about attachment theory, I highly suggest for you to get the book attached or to go back to my episodes or contact me and I'll send you my free workshop, or maybe I'll just put that in the show notes about attachment theory, because it truly goes back to this. When we're having to chase something that's unavailable, we do misinterpret this as chemistry. And I know I've, I've made, uh, there's been other episodes, there was an episode, it wasn't too long ago where I was talking about uh, being attracted to uh, emotionally unavailable people. This is kind of the same thing. However, this is a little bit different because the question is, why am I attracted to those that aren't, attra- or, you know, why am, why am I interested in those in being in a relationship who are interested in being in a relationship with me? And why is it that there's people that, that are interested in being in a relationship with me, but I'm not interested in, in a relationship with them? And it's because you don't really truly understand what love is. You misinterpret that chasing game as love. And this is what happens usually when you are in uh, an anxious and avoidant loop, right? So avoidance. So here's what happens with avoidance. Avoidance truly do want love. They want intimacy. They think until they get too close. Once they get too close to one another, the threat of intimacy scares them. They're afraid they're going to lose their independence. They're afraid they're going to lose their self-sufficiency. They are so afraid of allowing someone to get close to them because of experiences in the past. Instead of just leaning in And getting more vulnerable and taking that next step or taking that dive, they say, nope, and they push away. It becomes this game. And it usually happens when it involves those that are anxious. So attachment theory, if you're, if you're listening, if you're listening and this is brand new to you, attachment theory is the way that we perceive and interpret romantic intimacy. So the anxious so is completely different than the avoidant. The anxious actually latches on too quickly in fear that the person is unable to love them back unless they hang on tighter. And this again goes back to childhood. It goes back to previous romantic interests. And so when you're interested in someone you're pursuing a relationship with someone who is not reciprocating or is not wanting to be in a relationship with you back, it's because the disconnect there is that you're thinking to yourself that this is how love works. And usually this is for my anxious. These are for my anxious, uh, those that are anxious, anxiously attached. They misinterpret the pull away, the chasing as a way of chemistry, the anxiety, oh, am I going to hear from them today or the constant distance? Because there is something to the anxious does admire the way that the avoidant can be distant, can be independent because the anxious can't. They admire that quality in the other person and they think, well, this must be the way that someone should be. And I, I admire, or I strive to be that person. And so, uh, maybe this is what love is. And so they constantly are pursuing and chasing and trying to convince the other person to be in a relationship with them. 
The reason why that is, is because you think that that's what love is and that's not what love is. Love is not about anxiety. It's not about chasing. There's no chasing involved in love. Love shows up for you. Love is there for you. Love is making itself known. Love is secure. Love is a safe place to land. There is no games or uh, cat and mouse or there's, there's none of that. And so to me, the question is, why are you pursuing someone who isn't available? What qualities or what things does that person have to offer you? And why is it that you're determining that someone who isn't emotionally available to you, that that's supposed to be your person? Like, what does that speak about you and what you're deserving of and what your worth is? Because if you're pursuing someone who isn't interested and yet you continue to pursue them or to try to change them or to try to change their mind, what does that say about you and what you feel about yourself? And so to me, you're pursuing that person because you're convinced that that's what love is and it's not. And the reason why you're not the, the men who want you or the women who want you and the reason why you're not pursuing or allowing them into your life is because they're showing up, is because they're safe, it's because they're secure, and maybe they might be a little boring. Now, I'm not asking you to settle for every person that comes your way and says, I'm interested in you. That's not what I'm saying. But there's so many times where we have that you have these people in your life who are showing up, who are there for you, like women who have male best friends and vice versa. I think that by thinking that the people who we're having to chase is what love is versus someone who's showing up to you and is like, I'm interested in you. I really want to, I really want to, uh, pursue something with you. I really want to uh, possibly explore a, a romantic relationship with you because you're this, or, you know, because this person has shown up, people are bored with that. Especially if you're an anxious, you interpret that as not love. You're like, why am I not feeling this? Why are there no bells and whistles? Why am I not feeling like, oh my gosh, and when is he going to text again? And when is he going to text again? It's like, oh, it's predictable. Oh, he texts me again at this time, same time. Boring. No. No, my friend, that is not boring. <laughs> that is showing you that the person is in a healthy relationship with themselves and could be possibly in a healthy relationship with you. Now, I don't want to, I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to go a lot into chemistry. But I always tell people that when you have chemistry and that first, like the bells and whistles, the bells and whistles are going off the first time you meet someone, that is actually a warning sign, my friend. That's not, that's lust. That is uh, when something is so intense and that chemistry is so intense at first, most likely it's going to crash and burn. That's not sustainability and chemistry does not equal compatibility. However, if you meet someone and they feel safe and secure and it feels cozy and they make you feel seen and heard and understood and honored and respected, but you're like, mm, chemistry, 
I'm telling you that chemistry can grow over time. It's called the mirror exposure effect. If you haven't heard me talk about it, let me tell you, studies have been shown that the more you allow someone into your life, especially for a possible romantic interest, this is why I tell you to go on a date, at least three dates with these people to find out, can chemistry build? And sometimes it can't, and that's okay. But I think you have to question yourself and ask yourself, why am I not giving these people who are wanting to pursue something with me, why am I not giving them a chance? Why am I purposely sabotaging my love life by pursuing someone who's unavailable or is not interested in me? Because that's not the foundation of a healthy relationship, the start of a healthy relationship. The foundation of a healthy relationship is seeing if the two of you are compatible. It's like when people are like, yeah, it's so crazy. I like talked to this person for three hours, but there's no chemistry. That is literally chemistry. <laughs> That's compatibility. Like if you're, if you find someone so easy to talk to, like that is an excellent foundation to start to explore a possible relationship. Now, again, disclosure, I'm not telling you to pursue every person that comes to you that is interested in you. I'm not telling you that. But if there's something about this person that even piques your interest just a smidge, that makes you feel good, that makes you feel attractive, that makes you see, feel seen, that maybe they make you laugh, give that person a chance. And if given them 10 chances and there's still nothing there, there's still nothing there, right? There's still nothing there. I get it. And that's fine. But to sit there and to cross your arms and being like, why is it that the men that I'm interested in aren't interested in me and the men that are interested in me are not, inter that are not, not interested in them, you, you better sit yourself down and have that conversation. Because to me, that sounds like an ultimate form of self-sabotage so that you're always single. Always single. Like you literally are saying, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. Let me put it into a sentence for you. Let me do that. The men that I want don't want me. The men that want me don't want, I don't want them. Okay, cool. So where does that get you? How's that going for you? What changes do you think you have to make? And I'm tired of the excuses, my friends. I'm, I'm tired. Like that's not a reason for you to be single. And it's like, people tell me all the time, well, nobody's interested in me. I'm like, I challenge, every time I've had a client tell me that, I challenge them on the spot. I said, that is crap. That is crap. I promise you that there have been people that have been interested in you and you have not been interested in them. Let's talk about it. Let's go back. Let's, let's explore all of the possible missed opportunities that you have had. And I mean, missed opportunities, meaning that you are getting in your own way. And that's what I try to do as a coach, right? Is to prevent that. Stop doing that. I just, um, I just got done. Uh, I was on a podcast and I was talking about how sometimes love can feel boring, especially if you're the anxious and avoidant, especially if you've gotten into that loop where it's like that anxiety driven, like push and pull, push and pull, push and pull. Guys, that's not what love is. You show up together. Together. It's a partnership. Hand in hand. 
Sometimes you support them in tough times and sometimes they're supporting you in the ebbs and flows of life. But this continuous overload of dopamine and uh, anxiety and thinking that this chemistry and this is what love is, no, sir. No, ma'am. No, 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 no. And this is everything I told her. So why are you pursuing people that are unavailable? Tell me that. Or that are not interested in you. You're not going to change their mind. And if anything, you may, you may squeeze in to be their plan B. But you know as much as I do, you don't deserve being a plan B. Also, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Stop this pattern. Stop it. I don't know why. Yes, you do. You absolutely know why. Let's talk about all the reasons why you're not exploring the possibilities of people who are interested in you. Why are you chasing and why are you denying? I mean, to me, those are the questions. And these are the things that I ask my clients. And I, we just, dis- we discover these things through, as they're dating, I discover these things. And it, you know, even when my clients start to get into relationship, I'm like, oh no, our work isn't done now. <laughs> There's going to be several, especially for my anxious, you're going to, you possibly might find ways to sabotage that relationship. I'm trying to help you prevent all that. I want you to be in a healthy, thriving lovable, supportive relationship. But the question is, do you, do you want that? And maybe you don't, maybe you want the thrill and and the chase and all of those things, but it's a bunch of crap and it's made up and, you know, Hollywood has not done us any justice and it's, it's not, it is not what love is. You can try, but you'll pro I promise you, you'll end up breaking up or you'll be in a divorce. hundred percent. Just doesn't work that way. You're not going to change somebody. You cannot change somebody. They have to be willing to change themselves. And most likely if you're dating an avoidant, they don't even know. They don't even know what's going on. They, because to them, again, being avoidant, all of this stuff is deep rooted from even your childhood, right? So these are things that people have to have conversations with themselves in order to be, okay, uh, maybe I need to seek help or maybe I need to go to a therapist to kind of figure out why these are the things. You can try, but I promise you an anxious and avoidant almost 100% will break up 100%. In order to have a healthy, thriving relationship, whether you're an avoidant or you're an anxious, you need to be with a secure partner. They have to show you the way and they have to be, give you the patience and the kindness and the understanding. And if one is an anxious or one is an avoidant, it's can sometimes be not possible. So. I want you to sit down with yourself if this is a question and understand, do I want a healthy relationship or do I want to consistently chase something and possibly change someone or change their mind to love me? If you want all that wasted energy, go for it. Go ahead, knock yourself out, see what happens. But to me, It's us understanding really what love is. And this is, you know, this is one of the things that I have my clients do. The very, one of the very first things that we do is we sit down and I ask, what does love feel like to you? 
What does it feel like to you? Because I want to know if it's the bells and the whistles and it's this and that, then we've got some conversations to have. But for you to really understand what does love feel like to you? What does it feel like in your body? And if it's the butterflies, the anxiety, then there's some reprogram that needs to happen. You need to understand that that's not what love is. It's not. But I have hopes for you. I know that if you have these conversations with yourself and it's possibly you could work with me, that we sit down and we have these conversations that you'll have a deeper understanding. And it's not sit there and go, well, it is what it is. Hmm, so crazy. It's so weird. I like people who don't like me and people who like me, I don't like them. That's so weird. No, it's not. It's not. It's called self-sabotage. And you're getting in your own way from finding love. And you deserve it. And I know you want it. You deserve to have that happy, healthy, supporting, encouraging, loving relationship. And I want that for you. So stop it. Stop getting in your own way and have those conversations, would ya? Okay. <clears throat> that is enough for today. I just realized I've been talking for almost a half an hour, but thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of Dear Matchmaker. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, do you mind subscribing? Pretty, 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 please. And leaving a review, pretty, please. I love receiving your reviews. And the more reviews we get, the more subscribers we get, the more people will discover us. So I really appreciate that. Do me a solid and do that. And then if you are over on Instagram and on Facebook, you know where to follow me. I'll make sure and put all of the things in the show notes of everything that I discussed on today's podcast. And if you have any questions or if I can help you, please remember to come to theheartagency.com. All right, my friend. As always, remember, true love is waiting for you. It is. It really is. And I'll see you next time.